Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Get attacked by an angry shark Stuck up a mountain in the dark Pushed up the top of a big landmark Hit by lightning in your local park Caught in a downpour of acid rain Struck by a meteor or a train A proton beam passing through your brain Attacked by that angry shark again Hear how they survive Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case Hello. Hello. <laughs> All right. Good day. Good day. A little treat for what's coming later. For the Aussies. Um, hi, welcome to Worst Case Scenario. Oh, yeah. The podcast where we tell survivor stories um, of those who found themselves in the worst case scenario and survived to tell the tale. Uh, we're building a survival toolkit from each story. So that, so that we can one day survive. To help us in our real lives. Um, well, not our real lives. Well, our, our nightmarish lives that we... Should we be more adventurous? That, that, that we, we, we imagine for ourselves. Every week we get better at this. Do you know what is... Really? What are we on really? now? 21? I don't know. We don't have... Oh, my God. Oh, shit. We the piss done. is gone. So since the start of this podcast... <laughs> You are going to have to explain that. Day one. So if you if you look at the episodes, they are named day one, day two, mm. day three, um, because we thought that As led if into we are the survival yeah. vibe. We're stranded. Um, and we had a, what would you call one of these kind of fancy glasses? It's not really a bottle. It's more, isn't it? It's more, it's more than a bottle. It's like a refillable glass bottle. Um, it's something you find in like a country house. Yes. Um, it would be had... filled as like homemade vinegar or something yeah yeah and we didn't want to waste margarita mix certainly not so we filled it with apple juice and we have been labeling it um with the different days very visually for an audio which you also can't see on any of the angles no but we've been labeling it every time day one urine day two urine and we've just been letting it ferment and it's got to such a stage that we came in today and the cleaner had chucked it. <laughs> it was last week. It Maybe was, not even it cleaner. Was... It could have been like a hazmat suit team. Yeah. Called in. To be fair, last week it was growing We'd something grown on top of it. We'd yeah. fully yeah. created a poison. Mm, it had a film along the top. But I was so excited to like drink it at the first live show. <laughs> wow. Dedication. Yeah. Abby Clark poisons herself. So it's a sad day today, really, in the podcast studio, as we mourn the loss. It is sad. Of our, it is sad. Of our own creation. I honestly thought that Our we own were... Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, I thought we were going to cure some kind of deadly disease. Yeah, for sure. A lot of work went in. Mm. So now that's gone. I don't know. Like, we Do we do s- another? 
But is it just going to get chucked out every time? Yeah. To be fair, that did last like 20 episodes, which is nearly six months. Wow. Yeah. But imagine six more months. Yeah. What would we have seen? I think it would have just solidified. It'd be like jelly. Interesting. Yeah. The whole thing. It was such, it was such a wonderful color. <laughs> it was horrific. It hadn't, like, it didn't have any blue on though, which is amazing. Blue? Oh, it, like mold. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It all, it all stayed within the real, like, autumnal color It stayed on, on piss theme. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I was beginning to believe Neil had just filled it with piss and <laughs> told us it was apple juice, hoping someone would take a sip. <laughs> and it sounds like you were about it to. It looked like a UTI. Did it? In yeah. I mean, I don't know about your YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I said too much about that general topic in this podcast. I think people are here for it. Okay, cool. I saw a TV program I think you might be interested in yesterday. Ooh. Because I was in a hotel. So obviously I'm watching Terrestrial. Of ter- terrestrial? Yeah. Ter- yeah, yeah. TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, late night. I'm going to say like Talk Channel 4. It felt like Channel 4. I'm on board. Naked. Alone. And racing to get home. Oh, heard of it? No, but I am. Holy Moses. I was like, we're in the apocalypse. I'm so sold on this. It felt like something from the 2000s and future all at once. It was so exploitative. Is it? (laughs) And Hunger Games-esque. Go on, guess what it is. I think, in my head, I've decided what it is. I think it's, you know the show Hunted? Yeah. Where people in pairs are released into the world and they have to escape detection from like former police uh, people who are like using all the gadgets and stuff Mm -hmm. to track these people down and you have to try and run away for as long as possible. In my mind, when you said that, it's that, but they're naked. Kind of. I don't think anyone was chasing them. Oh, oh, but trying to get home, did you say? Yeah, so they've clearly been like, they're just like in the woods. They're in the wilderness. I could not How did they stop get thinking about ticks. Oh my god! Uh-huh. Tick they're on just the like balls. in the wheel, right? Like so, they're f- so I I I tune in halfway through the app. I don't know how they got there. Oh okay, okay, okay. So but I'm gonna say consensually. Yeah. Um, and they're in pairs. Correct. One was a couple. The other two, strangers. Stop it, strangers. They were literally the voiceover was like strangers. Blah blah blah. Um. Also, the guy narrating Naked it. Strangers. The guy narrating it is narrating it like it's art, <laughs> like real serious. But I think Love it that. has to be taken seriously because if you get a comedian to you voice over that, you can't it's too that. much. Yeah. Um. So they're fully nude, apart from really socks. good boots and socks. Okay, good. But everything else fully naked. You see everything. Full peen, boobs. Fully naked with socks and walking boots it's is such so, a funny image. It's it's so it's 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 so it's real rambler vibes. And then they're literally having to go through like bushes nude, like just and you can you brambles. Can, you, Think of the brambles. They're going through the bush. You can see their bush, like full bush. Um, and then like they're like racing to like a checkpoint, and then whoever gets to the checkpoint gets like food and supplies, and then they have to like make a shelter. Um, still fully naked. How the, long the are strangers they... are like arguing. Of course, she they like are. starts to cry. They're fully naked, naked this whole time. Crying. Then it starts to cr- it starts to rain, and they're just naked. 
no no blankets no clothes okay. i was like what where have we got in society this is such a channel 4 show because also i'm like 100 percent. this didn't start with oh we want a new wilderness program how can we make it different somebody Ooh, let's make a naked no they started with we want a new naked show yeah somebody what pitched can they this. be doing everybody loves naked attraction right how can we they were like what naked else attraction can we do in the with woods? genitals yeah and they were like said what what what, what naked show would you pitch what would be your um, naked Great show? question. Thank you. I would go naked. Who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, okay. Just sat in the chair. And what does the nudity add to that? Does uh, does Chris just, have to be naked? Yeah, too? they're both naked. Uh-huh. Chris is just sat there. Just to make sure no one, out. no one cheats. <laughs> no one cheats. It's sort of like an honesty thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you're like, you're vulnerable. You're, you're They make naked. everyone everyone turn around, cough as they come yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No make coughing sure while no... in the studio, of course. Yes. Um, yeah, because I also think that like a naked man particularly just uh-huh. sat in a chair has got to be one of the worst images It's so humbling. Imaginable. But imagine being in a cold wood Oh, I think that I think that what they've done is infinitely more entertaining than what I've pitched. Either, but like, why are you going on that show? What What naked show are you doing? Well, so I originally I think I was like I'd like a naked Strictly. Now I know I talk a lot about Strictly <laughs> and slash that's in the future now, but <laughs> I was like they all like fuck anyway. Like True. imagine how much quicker they would. I wonder if that like, would dirty dancing kind of. So like I think it's strangers, yeah, um, who like meet and have to like learn to dance together, but they are naked the whole time. But then I was like, oh, I'm speaking as a small-breasted woman. I think anyone with larger breasts and no support, nightmare. That's a nightmare. Nightmare. Also, also, d- dicks, dicks bounce about. That I just don't think it would be comfortable for anyone. So no. I maybe not. No. Maybe. That would be very funny, though. I know. Also, you know on Naked Attraction, when they hug, you know, they have to hug. Yes. Like, when the, it the would just be goes, that constantly. And they're both naked, and they hug with their, like, ass And then, like, he accidentally so would out. totally, he'd accidentally get an erection during the rumba. Do you know what I mean? Would they, though? Or would yeah. it be the worst? I think the shagging on Strictly would go dramatically down if they had to oh, do the dancing really? naked. Yeah, 100%. Maybe, maybe this is a solution, then. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, maybe I found is, the cure to the curse. It is an epidemic. It is. So honestly, the PR yeah. people would be thanking me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just the whole concept of Strictly is my living nightmare. Really? That you have to dance for people on TV to then judge you. It's my dream. I could. Oh God. We can't have. We can't bookend this episode. Me saying Strictly is my dream. I mean, we can. <laughs> I think we. I think we, we can. I, I don't think we have a choice. The camera and say. So sorry, dream. but like now later, people are going to be like, uh, "You've already said this." What's the outcome of Alone in the Forest? Naked? Oh, I don't know because it, it was late. It was late at night. Oh, you didn't finish uh, so it. So it got to the point where they built a shelter. It started to rain, and I really did want to know what happened. But I also had an early train, and I had. Uh. I had it was like past midnight at this point. And well, I had, I had to bow out. I know um, what I'm doing when I get home. Yeah, Neil, what would just quickly? What would be your naked show? Yeah. Um, naked Ninja Warrior. Oh <laughs> yes, he's one. Phenomenal. Smashed it. Phenomenal choice. Absolutely smashed it. Oh, naked. Another suggestion: Gladiator. Yes, <laughs> love that. Just anything with wrestling. Do you know what I'd like? Naked Master Chef. Sure. <laughs> 
But the judges have to be naked too. Oh, but the health and safety has to be so... So many buns. Yeah. That's why it's dangerous. All right. I'm so excited for this one. It is. It's a good one. What if we've done the same one? I had a panic yesterday. We've never actually like done anything to avoid that since like week one. I spent so long doing this. Uh I was like, if I turn up and Abby's done the same one, I'm going to literally kick off. Literally kick off. Literally instead of metaphorically kick off. kick off. I'm gonna literally kick off. As in, what I'm does, what kick does Julia look, literally I'm kicking off look like? the table. Ooh, fun. Yeah, it'll be dramatic. Oh, I hope I have done the same one now. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, just see some emotion from you. Okay. Some, <laughs> some passion. That's all it takes. Okay. I'm nervous now. <laughs> right. It's the 13th of June. Okay. 1976. No, we're good. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> It's a warm summer's day. It always is. And 54-year-old Ed Ray drives his school bus to Dairyland Elementary School in Chowchilla, California. Okay. For the afternoon summer school route. Uh-huh. A lot of younger kids have spent the day at their local swimming, uh, at their local swimming pool. So there's probably like a very strong stench of chlorine in there. Oh, I love the smell of chlorine. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I love, I love the smell of a leisure center. Do you? Mm. That's mad. No, you know when you when you just go. Oh, I love that smell. So, is it because it must you must be clean, or is it? Yeah, like it's such a clean smell. Yeah, and and I can't help but when I think of when I smell chlorine, all I can think of is the changing room floor. I just think there are beautiful mosaic of turquoise and blue. There's always like a rogue plaster. Mm. Hair, That's my miscellaneous plaster. hair. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Gross. And you have to like stand on your shoes to get changed. No. Ugh. I love. Swimming. Oh no! I love you wear the but... swimming costume there under your clothes, obviously. Yeah. And then what you're leaving in your swimming costume, are you? Yeah, give the boys what they want. <laughs> Abby's just strutting out in her swimming costume, <laughs> covered in glory. I do like Victoria's Secret model. I would come. Oh, do you stick some wings on? Bikini and then just round into of the, the pageant, swimwear yeah. round. Yeah. Um, just stand on a towel, but by by then you've had such fun and larks. You're riding the fun and larks, are you? Yeah. Never mind the filthy floor. You're fine. Yeah. Good for you. No, I'm, I'm very well. These kids, I think, had the same experience. They're in good spirits. Mm-hmm. Stinking to be fair, up the bus. I haven't gone swimming since. I can't imagine you. I don't even own. Center, I don't honest. own a swimming costume. Right, okay. <laughs> but when I did, so I used. Theory. I used to love swimming, mm. and what I still happened? love the smell of a of a. Um, I got my period. Right. Just constantly. <laughs> no, just genuinely. <laughs> I never got past. On her I never got past being like. Oh, I don't want to risk it. I never really understood that, like, a tampon does just keep it in. And also it kind of disappears in water. Sorry, Neil, there's still so much information it for you. It disappears in um, water? Well, you just, like, don't I bleed as much. I think you still much. don't understand. You just, like, don't bleed as much in oh, water. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you take a bath, it's, it doesn't, like, get right. all bloody. Yeah. Okay, so... Um... Oh, we got the bit about me out early. <laughs> what a change to form. Uh, this journey is not different in any way... To other, sorry, what have I written there? This journey is not just different regular journey. to any other he's driven. Yeah, just yeah, a normal just day. Just a regular day. Just a regular day. It always starts on a regular day. He's driving along the dusty country roads. Of it never, it never starts on a on a on a strange day. Yeah, does he it? wakes up and like something's different. Yeah, about today. I think I should just start like. 
doing weird stuff every morning because then it could never be just a regular day right what so, kind of weird so stuff be, are you gonna I'll be, be doing fine. i don't know just like try a new breakfast Ooh, weird take, <laughs> wow take a new route i don't know do my hair different oh my god abby's living every day like and then they'll life. never be able to be like it was just a regular day for abby they'll mm. be like abby had tried a new breakfast yeah it okay. was absolutely fine i wonder which podcast you're gonna end up on what my ours this one right now oh, it's a survival okay good just check it i don't know whether no but i'm saying i wouldn't end up on a murder podcast if my day didn't start like any other right oh so you're starting your day differently in the hopes that, that will, you won't get yeah, murdered because it's never the people who start their day differently right every day. okay yes routine is what i give you. you three days before you give up oh yeah like, i'm not going to genuinely do this right, okay. i don't like trying new foods yeah, like, I was gonna say, <laughs> i'm very set in my ways okay right but it was fun to fantasize yeah isn't it just uh, but I will continue to wear my hair like this and eat porridge for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Good, I should hope so. I'd be unsettled if you didn't. <laughs> um, right, Ed gets to a junction. The road he needs to turn onto is blocked by a white van. Mm. Suspicious. I don't like white vans. Usually he'd stop and help, but uh, he can't. He's not allowed to. He's got a busload of kids. Yeah. they all need to get home. So no stopping today. They're damp. Yeah. So he begins to maneuver the bus around the van when a man exits and heads towards the bus. He looks strange, and as he gets closer, Ed realizes it's because his face is distorted. (gasps) It's covered by nylon tights. Oh, no. And in his hands are a revolver and a shotgun, both pointing directly at Ed. God, that would be hard to carry. Yeah, I was thinking that. Shotgun in one hand. Shotgun in one hand. I'd be like, that ain't even a threat. Good luck trying that. Yeah. Maybe it's sawn off. Does that make it easier to shoot? Well, it's shorter, so it's less like to... Mm. Okay. Um, I can't even hold one shotgun in those little games. What games? You know, like in arcades? Oh, the plastic ones? Yeah. You're struggling with the plastic ones? Exactly. Wow. That's my point. (laughs) Maybe you should do some swimming. (laughs) Work on those guns. Um, okay, so, uh, shotgun pointing at Ed. The gunman walks calmly over to Ed's window and indicates him to open it. Ed complies. The gunman then tells him to open the door. Terrified and unsure what the best thing for the safety of the kids is, again, Ed complies. Instead of boarding the bus, though, once the door is open, the man just stands there in the doorway. (gasps) Two more gunmen arrive uh, from the van and join the first one why can't he just drive off well because there's guns pointing at him and they might just shoot big to get around yeah and the road is blocked and you're risking children getting shot so i would say all all scenarios you're risking children getting shot as a rule of thumb if a person points a gun in your face probably just do what they want i would say i'm not gonna well i don't think you're lasting very long no (laughs) i'll either get shot or if it's a child, like our listener story, mm. they'll they'll just say okay. Yes. Ten percent chance they'll say okay. Yeah. Ninety percent chance of your head being blown from your shoulders. But I'd die a hero. 
Um, so this is the story of how a group of children were kidnapped and buried alive on their way home from school. I've heard of this story. Have you? Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So we're going to go back a year. It's 1975 and spoilt rich kid, uh, Fred, whose parents have a sprawling estate and millions of dollars, um, but he can't hold down a job. He's like classic Nepo baby. Hasn't mm-hmm. had a job. Brooklyn Beckham. Sure. I'm a chef. Um, him and his friend David have a side hustle where they flip cars. So they buy shitty cars, <gasps> do them up. Pimp My Ride. So very much like Pimp My Ride. Yeah, he's very Love much the exhibit of uh, 1975. Okay. Um, okay, so ooh, ooh, ooh. him and his friend David, they also, oh, I have to say that. Mm. Uh, so Fred uses the profits of this business, this side hustle, um, to buy guns and more cars. He's just really obsessed with cars and guns. That's pretty much Fred's only wm, driving force in life. He's so so relatable. other people, mm. like unlike other boys, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What an individual. He's really breaking out of the box, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. David is actually a filmmaker and he's doing this, like flipping the cars in order to try and get his script made. Uh, so, but the script he's written is a ransom movie script, which is essentially a ripoff of Dirty Harry. Fred's got two other mates, James and Rick Schoenfeld. Um, they are the sons of a doctor, so they're nowhere near as wealthy as Fred um, and his family, but pretty well off. Mm-hmm. Like he's a well-known, respected doctor, um, like wealthy enough for James to be twenty-four and living off his parents. So, pretty comfortable. However, his dad is now refusing to give him any more money, which really sucks because James really wants a Ferrari. Oh. Yeah. He wants a Ferrari like his other friends. Well, because he does like cars. Do you know what I mean? He do- yeah, That's they all like cars. They all like cars. Cars and guns. Yeah. Oh, this is a this is a different one. This is James. Oh, but sorry. They've really bonded oh. over a love of cars. Oh, so he wasn't unusual. He, they, no, they, he's they very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he thinks if he has a Ferrari, he'll definitely get a girlfriend. I, I think is how it works. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> James's brother Rick is uh, sort of the opposite of James. He's a, he's actually a real ladies' man, um, but he has nothing else going for him. Like no academic prospects, no career. He's just like great with the ladies. But he's hot. I guess so. I guess he must be. Okay. Yeah. One day, Fred is hanging out with the Schoenfeld brothers, and he brings up David's idea for the script, the Dirty Harry school hijack script. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, how good would it be if someone actually did that? Like, you call in the ransom, get millions of dollars, sit back and count your money. Easy payday. Um, it's all. like one day's work and then you never have to work again. Dream. <laughs> and you will almost definitely be caught. Yeah. And but- also, Fred is filthy rich. Like, his parents are so rich. They have, like, a, a an enormous estate where they have multiple mansions on this estate. They have to ring each other because they're in their different... It's mad that this even happened. Like, they're all yeah. rich kids. It's crazy that they could be bothered to do this. That is yeah. insane. It is mad. And also, you just think, oh, yeah, you could kidnap a busload of children and no one's going to try and find out who did that. Well, no, they are. That's the thing, because they want people to try and find... That's why you choose children. Yeah, but they're the not. no one's, no so one's going to try and find out who did it after. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They... That'll be the biggest police hunt ever. Yeah, exactly. So... The lads spend the next few months figuring out which small towns in Northern California would be the best fit for their plan. Um, They follow school buses and document the routes. They learn all about the people driving them. 
Uh, they do, to be fair. I think they just needed a project. Yeah. They Sounds like needed, they just like needed a hobby. They needed life. like an a apprenticeship. Passion. Maybe they should have tried being a chef like Brooklyn. Maybe. maybe that's, th- that's all that's holding Brooklyn do you back. Know what? Maybe this. He really knows how to get a hobby. Maybe the photography and the chefing is all just keeping Brooklyn on the straight We and should narrow. be thankful for it. We should. Think how many buses of children Who could knows have been how kidnapped. many plans right? he had going. There we go. Good for you, Brooklyn. You keep it up. Yeah. Um. So they choose Chowchilla because it's a quiet town comprising of one main street and most of the residents live in farmhouses that are scattered around the area. There's no police presence that they can tell. Right. It's like a very sleepy town. Everybody works like on farms. It's very agricultural. It's that kind of vibe. Okay, so we're going back to the bus and the kidnappers have now boarded the bus. One is driving and the other two are sort of like keeping guard. Ed has been forced down to the back of the bus. Um, I, oh, I listened to an interview with uh, Jennifer Brown Hyde, who at the time was nine years old. Um, and she said that she was just ranting and raving at the gunman, like, you're messing with the wrong kids. You wait till my dad hears about this. Oh, He's going to go to town A on classic, you. a classic. Yeah, and she was just like running her mouth for like an hour. And the gunmen were like, please stop. Just please give it a rest. And then eventually the other kids were like, yeah, Jennifer. You can chill out now. It's, it's not going to change anything. We get it. We get it. We get it. Your daddy's rich. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, you're nine years old. What are you going to do? They've got guns. Like, But also, they're not shooting them. Not yet. Oh, shit. What? Hold on. Okay. So, uh, so she runs her mouth. Eventually, she stops talking. After 12 hours of driving, uh, the bus pulls into a dry riverbed surrounded by a bamboo field. So the bus is sort of like camouflaged by the very tall bamboo. The kidnappers direct everyone off the bus. Two vans then pull up, a white van with no windows and a green van with no windows. Yes, I remember this bit. Mm. The kids are escorted two by two onto the vans. Inside the vans, the walls have been covered with wooden paneling to sort of keep. Uh, so they soundproof. definitely can't, yeah, kind of soundproof. And so they definitely can't see out. It's all, it's like a little um, coffin, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's totally pitch black. They set off again. The kids huddle together, trying desperately to comfort themselves. They've no idea how long they've been in the vans, um, but it's been several hours. And this whole time they've got wet hair. Right? I kept thinking that the whole Uh, time. If there is like a more uncomfortable time to get kidnapped, it's just after swimming. And sticky and like, oh, yeah. And they've got a wet, wet towel in their bag. Yeah. Loud job is licking my hand right now oh. and I can't I I don't want to be moist, thank you. <laughs> That's exactly against what I was saying. Why are you so obsessed with me? What what can you smell? Strange. Mm. Anyway. Okay, fine. Yeah. Wet wet towel. Yeah. Covered in chlorine. There's no way they yeah. rinsed off. No. They didn't rinse off. Kids don't shower. No. They're still fully pulled up. Mm. Yeah. Finally, they stop and the doors open. The gun and hungry. Oh my god, I'm <sighs> so hungry after swimming. Mm. That's like the hungriest. Yeah. And now, so they've been driving in the first van for tw- the bus for twelve hours. <gasps> this is several hours later. So it's twelve hours. Really long. The so first they- stint until the bamboo field yeah. was twelve hours. Holy shit! Now they're in the van. They've been in the vans for hours now. Oh my god. Yeah. So they are probably absolutely ravenous. Okay, finally, they stop and the doors open. The gunmen pull the kids out 
um, one at a time. Thea grows for the ones left in the van as none of the kids return. So they're leaving the van, not coming back in. Jennifer Brown Hyde, the mouthy one, um, said that she snuck to the back of the van. Uh, she wanted to be like the last one out because she was absolutely mm. terrified that they'd pull her out, hear her voice and recognize that she was the one <laughs> mouthing off. She's like, this is going to backfire. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, oh made, shit. Yeah. I, I should have kept pissed my mouth the shut. wrong people. Yeah. Um, I, sh- I brought too much attention to myself. Yeah. When she's pulled out of the van, she's asked by one of the gunmen for her age, her name, address and her parents' names. Um, Because she'd been at the pool that day, she's not wearing much. Uh, So she grabbed a t-shirt that had been left by one of the other kids in the van because the van's got really hot and sticky. Obviously, it's like California in June. So sorry, I may have missed this. Mm. The 12 hours was in the school bus or the van? The 12 hours in the school bus. Uh They've now done unknown but multiple hours in the van. Right. So this is... Seems crazy though to do 12 hours in the bus because like they're, they're 100% gonna the track that yeah. bus. Yeah. So you've traveled so far with that bus which leads them to know that you've traveled far away. Whereas but if also, you leave the bus in the local area they don't know you've gone so far away. But also this is 1975 and so they wouldn't have had a lot of the like right. cameras and electronic tracking of vehicles that we've got now. So okay. um, they didn't get Caught, like they didn't get um they weren't being watched mm-hmm. okay so so she's she's grabbed a t-shirt that somebody has left behind in the van mm-hmm. and then the kidnappers were taking one item at least one item from each of the kids so they could use it as identification proof later on uh, so immediately she has the t-shirt taken off her <gasps> Jennifer is led to a small hole in the ground. There's a ladder poking out of the hole. She climbs down the ladder through a narrow wooden shaft. Um, Then there's a second hole in a sheet of metal. So there's the surface, Mm -hmm. there's a hole. There's a shaft going down. Sorry. uh, About three foot. Wow, big shaft. Yeah, impressive shaft, eh? And then... (laughs) Uh, wooden too Ooh. and then there's uh, a second hole uh-huh. in a sheet of metal that goes down into a big container right um and it's pitch black the container is actually inside the inside of a moving van um that oh. fred james and rick had buried in the active quarry that fred's family owned and he spent a winter working at so, yeah, so idiots, they've chosen the quarry that Fred's family owns they, yeah. that he has worked at previously. And so they've just borrowed an excavator um, and then they put the van, the moving van, inside the hole, mm-hmm. cut a hole in the roof, mm-hmm. build the shaft, <coughs> pop the ladder down. Mm-hmm. Jobs are good then. Must have felt that made them feel very insecure. Yeah. I don't think it's that stupid. I think it's stupid to do it on the plot that your family, uh, like the quarry yeah, like, that your who, family earns. Who knows to look into you? Like you have a lot of land. Yeah, but you... No one's going to see you doing it. You've worked... That, I think having any connection to anything right. is silly. They often you're do, thinking though, of committing a crime. It's often like building sites that they are working on or like... Because yeah. that's when you have access to... Because, you know, it's going to bring attention burying a Yeah, of course van. it's convenient. Yeah. But it's... Ultimately, it's silly. No, but I guess you're hoping that no one's going to yeah, look into you. Yeah. Because why would they look into him, little rich boy? 
Well, you'll find out later. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so she climbs down the ladder. Buh, 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 buh. She's in the container. It's pitch black. Um, the floor of the van is covered in mattresses and a couple of like those large plastic containers, almost like, um, you know, those cans that you fill up petrol in. Yeah. Like kind of like that, but plastic full of water. Um, and then like really pitiful bits of food. Like, um, there's like a loaf of bread. It's not fruit, is it? Some peanut butter. <sighs> there's no fruit. Of course there's no fruit. Oh there's no, no so that's pitiful. It's when you there's turn up, crackers. it's just like, oh, there's bananas. Oh no. No. No, but it's not like there is, there's 26 of them. Well, 27 with right. Ed. Then there's like a loaf of bread. So that's not going to be very fair, I, I turned up to my gig last night just with a baguette. Yeah, but did you share that with 26 other people? No, that's true. But Jesus did. Basically. He had magical powers, didn't he? (laughs) Didn't he make that? He made that last. (laughs) It was like a magician's... uh... It was a miracle. Let's not... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Carry on. Cool. Okay. Um, So she is so relieved, though, when she sees the other 25 children and Ed are also in the container. Ed must be freaking out right now. Oh, they're Imagine f- being the responsible adult. They are all freaking out. And the out. only one. Yeah. Yeah, but like you are responsible for all of these children. Yeah. And he felt really guilty because yeah. he was like, this is my yeah. fault. I like yeah. the mom. <sighs> yeah. The feeling of relief doesn't last though because the ladder is quickly pulled up behind also, her. not worth it. What Bus do driving don't pay enough. Certainly not. Not for this. To, no. You don't get danger pay with- no bus driving no absolutely not okay the kidnappers place a steel plate um and then a sheet of plywood over the first over the opening after the shaft okay they really so could have committed themselves to something you know what do you mean as in like had they chosen another project right they but really they so much effort like, into it so yeah, much yeah. thought they just needed so much effort they needed some direction like they should have just gone on like homes under the hammer yeah you know Flip cars, flip houses. Mm. They had potential and they put it all yeah. in the wrong shaft. Yeah. They just wanted an easy pay. Also, this doesn't sound like an easy payday. No, this, this sounds is like, like a, a lot, lot of work. work. It's more than one day's work. A lot of work. Yeah. Agreed. So steel plate is covered, is placed over, then a sheet of plywood. Um, and then on top of that, they put two 100 pound... Mm. industrial batteries 100 pounds is 45 kilos and how are they expecting them to breathe so they did um cut a small hole in the container and like dig a little tunnel for the hole and then they put a fan in the little tunnel and then attach that to an industrial battery but that battery only had 48 hours worth of juice in it oh my god um, yeah and so and it's hot it's so hot like you're underground it's, yeah it's hot the air outside is hot it's like it's it must have been unbearable. This and the, and the fan is so weak that the circulation is poor. Like it's the whole thing is awful. Um, so as they place the batteries, they start to hear a loud creaking noise. Mm. The roof of the moving van is now supporting all of the dirt no. that has been buried underneath. The plywood, the metal sheet, and oh, 90 no. kilos. How have they not thought that through? Yeah. 
well they had they had anticipated that it would be a lot of weight so that what they did was they reinforced the van with bits of wood but they had never tested the full weight they'd never put the batteries on top so they actually had no idea (gasps) whether or not it was going to hold um and it didn't the the roof caves into like a v-shape oh my god um into a v-shape where the batteries are now and surely that's just going to keep caving once it's gone. Well, it caves initially and then it does sort of hold. Thank God. Otherwise, this would not be a survival yeah. story. Um, the center of the roof is in a V-shape. Uh, so, and now dirt is sort of dropping down onto the kids. The floor is covered in dirt. Mm, it's a no, mess. No, no, no. Ed was given a torch by the kidnappers and he shines it onto the roof to sort of assess the damage. It doesn't look great, but the creaking has stopped. Um, he looks around to take stock of what he's working with, what they've left him with, and everything is now covered in dirt. The wheel arches um, of the van, uh-huh. have they've, they've drilled holes into the wheel arches so that they can use it as toilets, which is so gross. And that detail really bothers me. It's so horrible. I mean... It's actually quite smart, but they it is... thought of toilets. Yeah, it is, yes, but it's also... I thought it'd be like a shit in the corner situation. Yeah. They could, to be fair, they this could have just thrown This is a real, like, fire buckets. festival, really. Yes, but also, the shit has got nowhere to go. It's still no. essentially in the van. It's just very slightly outside of the van. Mm. And apparently they did, like, the kids did, they were in there Obviously. for a while. The kids, and the smell was unbearable. Oh my God, and it's hot as well. Yeah. All the chlorine in the world isn't covering that smell. No. No. Um, So they have one torch with two extra batteries. They also have a candle, but no lighter or matches. Great. The only way out is the way that they came in. So back to the kidnappers. They hear the noise of the roof collapsing, but they sort of shrug it off and uh, place the final piece of plywood <laughs> over the top of the entrance. So obviously, so if you remember at the So surf, for them, they like, oh, they, they could have, the noise they could have right. all just died. Yeah. We could have all just crushed them all. Yeah. Oh, well, let's put a bit more weight on. Mm. So they put the plywood over the top where the surface is, and then they put more dirt Fucking on top of that. To sort of disguise the entrance i take it back they have zero potential yeah oh they fuck this up in every way imaginable well good but yeah so the kids and ed have officially been buried alive at this point oh my god mm-hmm. what are you doing in this situation what do you think i'm i'm lying down and curling up into a little ball cool me too yeah yeah this is where i die <laughs> yeah i die now i die now <laughs> yeah in the corner <laughs> away from the wheel arches. no i think i would be like if I sleep, mm. it'll go quicker. Mm. That's my... It'll go quicker as in... As in just like time. Right. Like it's better than just like sitting and feeling every minute. Yeah. You are surrounded by crying children. Yeah, I didn't, never said it was going to be easy. <laughs> but like haven't eaten. It's been 12 hours. Mm. You probably are knackered. Oh, definitely. Oh, over 12 hours. Sorry. Yeah. You've been crying. It's been an yeah. emotional roller coaster. Sorry. What am I meant to do? No, I'm just wondering if oh. you, what your instincts are to do in that. I Whether try, you're like digging around, trying to look for weaknesses or I don't know. No, because I'd be scared if I like touch anything, it's going to make it worse. Me too, me too. 
yeah i think i would do i would do the same thing thankfully ed does not okay um he stretches up onto his tiptoes to like try and reach for the metal plate that's covering the hole but i'd be terrified like earth would come in oh yeah but what other option have yeah, you no, got true. okay fair so he pushes against the metal plate that's covering the opening. He can feel, though, that it's being weighed down by something very heavy. He can't mm. move it at all. Mm. And the torch has started to flicker. Oh, no. Yeah. So he warns the kids that he's going to have to turn it off to conserve the battery. And they should all have a little sleep. That, see? Yeah. I Yeah. There you go. Okay. Mike Marshall, who is the oldest of the children at 14 years old. Whoa. Yes. Why so, is there such a range of ages? Because it's summer school, and so it's like oh. for a lot. Of, that's why they were swimming because it's a lot. It's more like it's not really. Well, obviously, there's a mix of kids who need extra tuition, um, and then kids who whose parents work, and mm. so it's more of like a summer scheme. Like keep them busy. They do arts and crafts, and like go swimming and have days out. At Fourteen. Well, he might have been there for the extra... I don't know. I don't know yeah. why he was there. But okay. but also his parents might... I don't know. I yeah. don't know what the... What else? However, I feel so bad for my... So he actually wasn't ever supposed to be on the bus. Oh, no. Because usually he gets a lift from his mum. No. But the night before, he'd been caught sneaking beers out with his friends... Yeah, and so... Oh, he, but mum's gonna feel fucking awful. So as punishment, his mum was like, you can get the bus home. Which ended up obviously being the punishment she did not expect. But no. <laughs> yeah. He was she not was sneaking like, beers after she that. She was like, you're going to have to sit on a bus with a kid who may have peed at themselves. Yeah. That, was, that was as far as yeah. the punishment went. Yeah. I did hate the school bus though. My did school you? bus was horrible. People would have food fights. People mm. would set fire to the seats. Yeah. I literally sat under the seat. Because that's how you got some peace. You sat under the seat? I like sat in the like footwell, yeah. Oh my god! I hated the school bus. <laughs> Where did you go to school? Um, Newbury. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, in Newbury, they're setting fire to the seats. Yeah. Newbury is so Newbury's like, wild. <laughs> really? Um, that's really yeah. surprising. I learned to drive quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to when you live in the co- yeah. I did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. That's covered. Wow, I really have so many questions about your school bus experience. <laughs> um, you sat under... Sorry, I should move on. I have pictures of it if you want. You sat under the seat. Not un- like in the footwell. Because otherwise you'd get hit by like food and stuff. Yeah, to be fair, my bus was like that. There were lots of water fights and stuff. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. I hate that bus. Okay, so Mike... Um, is obviously very determined to... He also feels quite responsible because he's the oldest kid there. So he feels like it's up to him and Ed really to like get these guys out. Yeah. So he starts to examine the hole in the roof and wonders whether if they could just get closer to it, would they have a better chance of forcing it open? Mm. He drags a mattress over mm-hmm. and then stands on it. He's a little bit closer. That's great. Um, More mattresses. And then he looks around and realizes there are enough mattresses yeah. to pile up. Oh, amazing. And get them close enough to the hole to give it a real push. Oh, that's cool. So uh, it's now Friday, the 16th of July. They've been buried for seven hours. What? Mike. Oh, buried for Buried seven for seven hours. hours. Yeah. Mike and Ed have piled up the mattresses, and Mike is ready to push against the steel plate covering the entrance hole. He tries his hardest, but it won't move. 
and Ed's like, step aside. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's, let's have the big let's man have the adult do it. Man yeah. Do it. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the fully formed body. Yeah. But yeah. I think because the mattresses were quite unstable, it made more sense to have Mike, who Maybe is Mike smaller. Maybe Mike was a bit more agile. Yeah. And so Ed sort of like assesses the stability of the, of the mattress tower mm-hmm. and then is like, fuck it, climbs up and. He steadies himself and he pushes up with all the strength he can muster, but the plate just doesn't move. Ugh. The children cheer him on. Aww. He tries again and the plate moves slightly. Okay. Mike cries out that he can probably get his arm through the gap. So Ed Ooh. pushes once more. This time he gets the plate high enough in the air that Mike can get his arm through and feel around to try and figure out what oh, weight. Oh, imagine what's... if it fell back down on his arm. No. Yeah. Is that what happens? No. Okay. So he's feeling around to see what's weighing down the plate. Um, and he's like, it feels like a box. And then he's like, oh no, there are two boxes. Um, but he obviously doesn't know that they're industrial batteries. So they're directly... Right. Sorry, there's layers. Yeah, so there. they're on top. So yes, there's yeah. layers, yeah. Um, Ed warns him that he's going to drop the plate. <gasps> and so <gasps> Mike pulls his arm through. Yeah, good just before um now they know what they're dealing with uh but the problem is is that the shaft is so narrow that even if mike can like push the batteries around there's nowhere for them to go like you can't push them off the plate because there's no room oh no yeah ed thinks what if he's able to push up the plate on one side forcing the other side down and then they can slide the that's so dangerous. Batteries into the... Like one of those um, plugs. <laughs> I I spent the night in a travel lodge and the plug was like closed. Yeah. And then you could push it and it would go... Yes, exactly like it that. It would like flip over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're there. Yes, exactly. In the sink. Yeah. And then they can... Then Mike can slide the batteries into the van instead of trying to push but it to the side so, but what if it fell bring on someone it what if it fell on well someone? presumably it would fall on the mattress or mm. them so but yeah it, it might bounce off the mattress it might take a child out yeah. who knows well, like, oh, like, this is a very slip. like precarious position so he steadies himself again and pushes up on the plate mike reaches up through the gap and if ed drops it now mike will almost certainly lose his arm Mike manages, though, to get hold of the first battery and slide it down through the gap. Wow. Ed keeps pushing, and the second battery... How heavy is this battery again? 100 pounds, so 45 kilos. With one arm? Yeah, but he is, he's got gravity working with him, because mm-hmm. it's going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just needs to really... All he needs to do is sort of guide it, okay. I think. Um, so he, pull, he manages to grab hold of the first one and slide it down, and then the second one just... Follows. Comes down, yeah. Um, the hatch is now open. Wow. So they're all looking up at it. Oh my God, the hatch is open. And they expect to see sunlight. No. No sunlight. So they don't know how deep they are. Well, no, because they came in. Yeah, but they don't know. they Because they the first hole, they assume, is still open. Right. They don't realize that the, the second hole. So they're like, yay, we're free. Oh and then they realize, God. oh no, we're not. Oh, what a horrible moment. Yeah. Um, so Ed climbs up the shaft and sees there is another blockage between them and the outside world. He pushes on it, but again, it won't budge. He comes back down into the van, absolutely gutted. Oh my God. Mike climbs up 
and has a feel around and he starts picking at the edges of the plywood um, that's covering the exit. So he feels around, finds the edges and then just starts like digging away because now there's like lots of dirt. This this is the the opening that they have dug through. So it's all dirt around them. Uh And then obviously the wooden shaft that they've built. So he's trying to find any cracks in the corners to try and, if they can dig it away enough, they can maybe dislodge the plywood and then dig their way out. Okay. So... So the plywood isn't that big, probably. The plywood is is the size of the opening. Oh, right. Yeah. I was expecting like a big rectangle no. slab of yeah. plywood. Uh, but it's just I think it's not yeah I think because they managed to get to the corner so it can't be bigger than the the opening Um, but it has also don't forget been like um, they've put soil and stuff over the top of it it's buried Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh so now introduce 10 year old Bob Gonzalez and the idea what a name a 10 year old Bob is love it incredible 10 year old Bob love him Bob Gonzalez he goes up to help Mike and they scratch and dig at the dirt around the plywood um, trying to make enough of the gap for them to dislodge it. The boys are completely dedicated. I can't quite believe, but they... So they dig and dig and dig. For seven hours, they dig. Whoa. Yeah. Just them two? Just the two of no them. No one thought to help them out? Just the two of them, they dig. They're so, like, determined to get out. Their hands are all bruised no. and covered in blood. Oh, no. Like, they're absolutely yeah, fucked. Horrible. Seven hours Horrid. of just digging with your bare hands. Oh, my God. I think that's insane. Um, and then after seven hours, they finally see sunlight. Um, Mike alerts Ed, who climbs back up the mattress tower, and he's like, okay, boys, like, move aside. I'm going to... Oh, now you step in, get us do you, Ed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they, but they, can, they still can't move the plywood, so mm-hmm. they do need, they need the muscle of Ed. So Ed comes back. He pushes on the plywood, but it's still not moving. Then he goes fucking mental he just explodes I mean, uh, he starts beating enough. the shit out of this piece of plywood just like wow. punching it throwing his body against it like oh anything God. he could do he like hulks out on this I'm piece of plywood i'm so attracted to ed right now <laughs> it's pretty hot right that is so hot yeah so he finally eventually he manages to get his hand around the edge and he just yanks it down which wow yeah and the plywood breaks but it's not like a huge he still wouldn't be able to get through, but light is now streaming through into <gasps> the into the van, which must have just been like for all the kids, oh, it must have been amazing. such a moment. Um, now they have a new problem though, because the whole Bob reckons I can get through that hole. I can definitely get through that hole, mm-hmm. but they're worried now that on the other side of the hole is three kidnappers with guns yeah. waiting for them. But they probably would have like noticed. Yeah, but still, you don't, like if you're in the, you've no idea, do you? Like you've been in the van, no. you don't know what is on the other side. They might have booby trapped it. That would be more my concern, I think. Yeah. Um, so Mike and Ed are nervous as Bob climbs sort of halfway out the hole. Yeah. To sort of, he's like the little periscope, like looking around to see. Why are you sending a kid first? Well, because he's small and he fits in the hole. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um. Bob tentatively pulls himself up halfway out the hole. He looks around, but doesn't see anyone and gives the others the all clear. Mike pulls Bob back into the van and gives the plywood one final shove. It works. The plywood lifts and the kids are free. 
So uh, not too much earth was on this plywood then probably. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, there was enough for it to initially not be... Also, probably a lot of it has dropped down when after mm, Mike yeah. went mental. Um, so Mike, Bob and Ed... No, Ed went mental. Ed went mental, sorry. But yeah, oh, Mike You gives... made it sound like I was attracted to a 14-year-old boy, <laughs> Julia. <laughs> God forbid. No, Mike... Ed goes mental and Mike gives the final shove that frees the plywood. Nice, nice of Ed to give that to him. Yeah. So Mike, Bob and Ed guide the kids out of the van and into the open air. Open air. They move quickly, terrified the, cap- the kidnappers will spot them. They're on a working quarry. So there are people working no around. Yeah, and one guy's like, I heard what I thought was children, but I was like, that's mental. Why would <gasps> there be children here? That makes no sense. And the, so he just disregards it. Yeah. And then he's like, and then I carry on working. And then I hear it again. And I was like, that's twi- like, that must be. So he's like, so I sound the alarm. Um, and then all the workers from all over the quarry like come out and see this group of dirty children just like trudging along with Ed. Oh my God. Uh, looking absolutely fucked. Like they're just... Yeah, a working quarry, now you say it. Knackered. Stupid place. So stupid. An abandoned, abandoned. quarry. Abandoned, sure. In my head it was abandoned. Fine. No, this is a an active quarry. Wow. Have you seen... Um... I've watched a lot of telly recently. Okay. Have you seen uh, Dear Child on Netflix? No. Oh my God, watch it. It's so good. Annoyingly, it's dubbed. Oh. So, but you get over it. What's it about? Um, It's about a, how do I do it without like giving it away? But it's about a woman who was kidnapped and she's been put in a room by this guy with, um, and there's two children as well. And they're found on like an abandoned kind of, uh, I think, military base or something. That's where he's been keeping them. Which was, mm. that, So in my head, it was like that, where it's like through work, you kind of know of this area yeah. that's not used. I did not think people, people were going there day to day. Digging up, digging up holes. Could just dig up the van. Maybe. Insane. So the workers are all like, holy shit. Because also, this has been all over the news. So they're like, oh, there's 26 children and an adult. Yeah. Has, aren't there 26 children and an adult looks missing? looks like a school bus is missing. Yes, exactly. And so immediately they know what's going on. They call the police. They also, which I thought was really oh, sweet. Oh, as in they knew that, that they were missing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all over the news. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they're like, yeah. oh, what are you doing in this quarry? Um, oh, my but- God. Imagine. Imagine finding that. What's really sweet is that they all got their lunch boxes out and were like handing them like sandwiches oh, and apples. And I stuff. thought you meant the kids. No, <laughs> I was like, they had their lunch boxes no, the, the work- whole time. The workers. And then one guy breaks it like crowbars into a vending machine and just starts handing them out like cans of fizzy drink yeah so cute and one and the and jennifer was like i'd never had fizzy like my mum wouldn't let me have it so i was absolutely buzzing <laughs> um which is very I mean, not not the time to bring on the anxiety to be honest yeah imagine the sugar high yeah. from that oh my god so the police are called and the kids are taken to a local prison to be checked over and there's footage of them like in prison gear like in outfits and and they're like we had to like roll up the sleeves yeah like 20 times oh my god yeah it looks very weird it's like a bunch of like little juvenile delinquents it's so (laughs) strange um they get checked over by the doctors and the police talk to them and then they're they're satisfied with everything and then they stick them on a greyhound bus 
I was like, did we have to do put them on ha- another bus? Do you have to do the bus? Another bus, really? Like, can we just like, get them an after? Uber? Yeah, can we, any, any other form, form of, of transport? transport? Jinx, padlock, no return. Well, that's going to be difficult. Oh no, the bus is over. So at 3 a.m., they are delivered back to the school and reunited with their parents. In the meantime, Fred, Rick and James have just been chilling. What? They hadn't even bothered to ask for ransom yet? Well, so it was Fred's job to call the police. Shut up. Fred, the worst kidnapper in history. So he, so after they, so for the kidnappers, they've heard the creak, carried on putting shit over Mm -hmm. the top of the hole. Uh, walked away been left like, them like no food job done left them with 48 hours worth of air one to be fair one of them was like oh shit if they we need to change the battery because if if they run out of air they're dying and we're going down for murder and I, I'm not yeah. down for that um, and so Fred's like yeah yeah I'll go back tomorrow or the day after I'll swap it don't worry about it and he's like please go back today yeah, like, please not- go back ASAP anyway Fred goes home has dinner with his family uh huh has a little nap um and then he finally gets around to calling the police for the ransom but by the time he gets around to calling the police the phone lines are completely jammed like he cannot get through probably because all of the fucking worried parents are like where's my kid so he can't get through he keeps calling but he can't get through so he can't even deliver the ransom message (gasps) uh yeah which i think is so funny um and then the lads are just like hanging out they turn on the tv and see that every channel is reporting on the news of the children escaping and they're like oh fuck um so now they have to activate plan b which is to run away yeah like what the hell is plan b (laughs) yeah so they have to try now to make it to the Canadian border. They think they're just like, I'll be fine in Canada. Canada will welcome us with open yeah. arms. And we'll be absolutely fine. Famously anti-children, to be honest. Yeah, Canada. exactly. And like unfriendly. Yeah. Yeah, completely. So Fred, the rich kid, mm-hmm. I really, really despise this guy. So he has a fake passport. Mm-hmm. So he, they drive to Nevada. He gets on a plane. He just flies to Canada. Easy. Job okay. done. The other two do not have fake passports. Rick is like, fuck this, drives back to California or back to where he's from and hands himself in. Oh, shit. Yeah. James, the brother, he drives, he tries to drive to Canada and he gets to the border, but then they reject him because the car is full of guns. So full of all of Fred's guns. And so they're like, you cannot come into Canada with loads of guns. Like, stay in America. Thank you. Yeah. And so then he, like, goes and tries to sell the guns. He sells a lot of the guns. Then he comes back to the border. They find four more guns. Why is he trying to sell? (laughs) Just dump them out the window, dude. Let let the guns go. But it's America, so they will buy it. So he goes to, like, a sporting goods shop that sells the guns. But he doesn't doesn't notice that there are two in the glove box and two in the boot. And so he gets back to the border and they're like, man, there's still guns in here. Just dig a hole and bury the gun. You're good at burying stuff. Yeah. Just Just throw them out the window. Just ditch the guns. Ditch the guns. So now he's got no money. He's been rejected twice from the Canadian border. And so he's just, he turns on the TV. He sees that they're, they're like there's a huge manhunt for them. And so he's like, okay, I'm just going to go back, do the honorable thing, hand myself in. Is it the honorable thing when it was like... Oh, it's very plan... late. It's super late. F? Yeah. 
So he, well, yeah, he literally has no other choice. Yeah, to be like fair. he tried everything else for us. Yeah. So, so James then drives back down to California, and he is arrested for driving erratically. So he doesn't even get the chance to hand himself in. What a shame. Yeah. Meanwhile, Fred is hiding out and he writes a letter to his friend David, the filmmaker from the beginning, if you recall, um, who gave him the idea of the whole oh, so kidnapping David scheme. David was never involved David in is just a... Uh, just a fan of Dirty Harry. Yeah, big fan of Dirty Harry. Wow. Wants to be a filmmaker. And Fred just took his idea and really ran with it. Oh, wow. So he writes to David and he's like, um, this would make a great movie. This would be also a really good time to have a I Promise Not to Steal Your Ideas contract. So, so I would never yeah. thought we'd use that. But, yeah, uh, please don't enact my ideas yeah. into real life. Yeah, <laughs> um, at this point, it would have been good if he'd lost the script. Yes, true. So he writes to David and said, "Hey, David, this would make. I think my story would make a great movie." Yeah, um, it's Dirty Harry. He was like, "Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it already exists. It already exists." He goes, and it follows the good guy, not the bad guy. Yeah. He goes, "You might have to change the ending. Maybe kill a few people off because the ending's like kind of boring." Um, but if you want to make it, just cut me in. Like give, like give me just like a little kickback from it. We're all good. Uh, which I think is so funny. And then as he's going to the post office, he goes to the post office to send this what, just letter. just like a confession letter. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, and then he tur- like as he's at the post office, he sent off the letter, turn around, very smug, and then there are police waiting for him. Oh my God. They arrest him. So, the kidnappers are caught. The kids are recovering. They're taken to Disneyland in oh. the hopes that it will erase all of their trauma. not on a bus. <laughs> Probably on a bus. <laughs> Probably on a bus. Um, the three the three kidnappers were given life sentences but on appeal were given life with the possibility of parole um the schoenfelds were very well behaved in prison rick served 34 years and then was paroled in 2012 at 57 years old james um served 37 years and was paroled in 2015 at 63. And they went, they just both went home and looked after their mum, who was getting older and have never been heard from again. Like they haven't gotten in trouble any, again or already, you know, nobody yeah. really, they've sort of just gone back. So this seems to be, for them, it does seem to be like a bit of a blip. What a strange thing to do. So strange. Um, Fred, however, is a bit of a. Yeah. I was about to say the C word. <laughs> yeah. He was a naughty boy in prison. Yeah. Shockingly, he ran. So he had loads of money. He had like, oh yeah, loads of money because he had a trust fund. So he just dipped into. He ran businesses. Did his parents not cut him off? Well, they didn't. So they didn't leave the the compound to him. They actually left it to like the state, I think. Um, But he had a trust fund that he had access to. That's mad. And he ran businesses. He ran a gold mine, a literal gold mine from prison. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Sounds like he had a great time. And he ran like a Christmas tree company. It like, sounds like Legoland. It does sound like Legoland. <laughs> I was like, where does gold mine? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yes. there is a gold mine. Yes. Thank you. Um, it's actually the best bit. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, Fred's a naughty boy. He gets in trouble for smuggling mobile phones and porn into prison. Legend. Uh and so, and then after 18 failed probation attempts, <laughs> Fred is finally released in 20, 2022. No. After 46 years behind bars. 
I can't believe he ever got out. And actually, the really sad thing, but w- one of the survivors um, went to every single parole hearing of the mm-hmm. 18 parole hearings and gave her speech. I don't think he should go. This is the trauma. This is how my life has gone since mm. he's changed, you know, I've been through this because of him. It's all his fault. He shouldn't be released. He clearly doesn't care. He's not remorseful, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then she died. <gasps> and then at his next parole hearing. No. He was granted parole. Yeah. Isn't that really sad? Oh, that's so shit. Yeah. Yeah. And she died at like 50 something. 57. No. Yeah, really sad. So sad she was the only one. Yeah to do it as yeah well. she was really like she really took responsibility doing the work yeah yeah oh. he was doing so much bad shit in prison yeah i can't believe he's that he was guy. released yeah he's not he's gonna keep being a bad guy yeah right mike marshall our 14 year old hero he became a rodeo cowboy like his dad which is all he wanted to do Sick. really so cool and then a blackjack dealer but what? It, yeah but in an that's in- a film i want to see yeah right but then in an interview, he did say that he got drunk at 18 and then woke up in his 40s. Oh. So he's definitely been through yeah. a lot. Um, Jennifer Hyde said that it took her decades to be able to sleep without a nightlight. Um, she, and that's quite a common thing for a lot of the, the yeah, well, they kids were just who in survived. The yeah. Duh. And yeah. yeah, she used to have nightmares that the kidnappers would line them up and shoot them. <gasps> yeah. Oh, horrid. Ed Ray, uh, uh, the bus driver. Ed continued to drive his bus for another nine years before retiring. Yeah. Because he also, so he was driving the bus, but he was also like had land that he was working. Like he also like ran a farm. So he would, I don't know, I was going to say open the farm. I don't know what you do in the morning. Do the morning chores. Tend to the farm. farm. Go and do the morning route for the bus. Come back to the farm, work more on the farm, and then Hmm. go back and do the afternoon route. Go back to the farm. He was like a very hard worker. Like nobody has got a bad word to say about Ed. But also probably why he was strong enough. Exactly. Yes. So he just sounds amazing. He didn't really like talking about the um, the kidnapping. Yeah. Like guilt still. Oh, it'd be horrible. Yeah. It'd be horrible. I feel like that's the worst position. Yeah. If you brought it up to him, he'd sort of change. Yeah. um, Change the topic. He did though when he did when he retired. He bought the old bus. He bought the school bus and just like left it on his land. Oh my yeah. God. Oh, Which is like kind of cool, I think. I guess it's cool because he's like, we beat this. Yeah. This. But also- and also he drove that bus for like 20, 20 plus years. First of all, you shouldn't have to buy it. <laughs> No, feel like you think they should just give it to him when you retire. Here yeah. you go. Like, thank you for your. You probably service. don't normally. You probably don't want to see that like, bus. Thanks again. for saving all those kids. Yeah, but also, yeah, like I don't know if they did. Want to see when um, Fred was arrested? They did announce a public holiday, and he was given like I think I read one thing where it was like he was given some suitcases, which is an odd gift, a strange gift. Yeah, but. A real strange gift. Really strange. Almost like someone had got suitcases for their birthday and didn't want them. Regifted, do you think? It feels yeah, like the a mayor was regifted. It feels like a real regift. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I I heard you were a fan of suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you want to take a trip now. Buy a mummy. Like, yeah. Like a holiday or like yeah. or like the key to the city. Isn't that yeah. like a thing that people do? I don't know. Sure. Um 
So that is the story. Wow. Of the kidnapping of 26 children and their bus driver, Ed Ray. Wow, wow, we. There is, there is a lot to that. So, like, I encourage people to go and, like, yeah, I vaguely know of that, but I didn't know how they got out. Mm. What goes in the survival toolkit? Yeah. Because it was a lot of, like, hands and, but, oh, yeah, mattress. Yeah. I would say, though, it wasn't one mattress. You need multiple mattresses. Mm -hmm. I think a tower of mattresses would be quite nice. It would be lovely. Yeah. Is that. Are we allowed that? Can we put that <laughs> in the survival tool? I mean, Neil's nodding. Neil's so nodding. I think I we're a having a tower of mattresses. I don't know how we're going to put that on the this shelf. This feels very Princess and the Pea. Right. Slash Princess Diaries 2. I've always wanted to go downstairs on a mattress. Oh, like a sledge? Yeah. Okay. I do love a mattress. Well, you actually. can take your pick of mattresses This now. is a lot of fun. I'd love a tower of mattresses. Okay. I think there's a lot of, a lot of fun to be had with a tower of mattresses. For sure. Well, there you go. Done. You ready, kids? Ready. No, it's I like Captain. Oh, what is this from? SpongeBob. Oh. I, I. You disappoint me every day. Okay. <laughs> cool. Good. Are you ready for a listener story? Yes, Captain. <laughs> what was it? I, I. Are you ready, kids? Oh, just never mind. Look, let's just get through this and terminate the friendship then. Okay. Wow, that's all it took. (laughs) (laughs) If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, the woman on the edge. 
<laughs> okay. Hi all. That was whoa. whoa that was you can That was way too enthusiastic. Let's do a little jazzy. Hi all. Oh god, from one extreme Love to the other. Love the podcast. I don't like this at all. I've listened to most episodes twice. Oh god. Though you are both great storytellers. Margarita is really taking really effect. Hurt. I did not have lunch. <laughs> um should i carry on yeah <laughs> okay okay hi all love the podcast i've listened to the most i've listened to most episodes twice though you're both great storytellers don't like the though yeah why yeah. is it though though you're both storytellers if you could stop interrupting the other one that would be great yeah this really doesn't oh. make okay anyway though you're both great storytellers storytellers and i love catching neil's laughs and comments from the background and I always sing to the theme song. So there's no but. Oh, okay. So though was worrying me for no reason there. Yeah, that's, I really don't understand the oh, though Oh, thank there. God for that. If, uh, Emma, if you could explain the though. The, 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 oh, no. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Someone get me a prep. Unless somebody, somebody who read these before us have taken out the though to protect our egos, perhaps. No, the though is that, yeah, but has taken out the. Oh, no, you see. are this. I see. I really hate it when you do this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, Emma, let us know. It feels passive aggressive. I have a short story from when I was around fourteen. I was on holiday in Portugal with my family and family friends, their kids, etc. During a beach day, the mums and smaller kids stayed on the beach, but the dads and older kids, legends. Uh, that was me. She didn't write that all decided to take a walk up the cliffs overlooking the beach slash sea. The cliffs must have been around 25 slash 30 feet high. There were some locals nearby who were cliff jumping into the sea and some of our group decided to have a go. Why not? Not something to just have. Why ha- not? I, like, a, that should be an intensely planned... What's 30 feet? Do we know for sure there are no rocks underneath yeah, it? Yeah, like, is this... Where is the designated area to jump from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is there someone I can blame if it goes wrong? Yeah. Um, anyway, have a go. The key was to run and jump so you landed a few feet out into the deeper sea water. It does sound simple, doesn't it? Mm. It, does, it does sound very simple. Love that, that, that there's an area where you shouldn't be landing. That is the key. Um, Avoid dying, that's the key. Yeah. The dads, I love just the dads. Yeah. <laughs> the dads and brave friends all jumped no problem. Then it was down to me. I was very scared. It seemed very high to me, but I didn't want to be the only saddo who didn't jump. Relate, FOMO. Pressure. So I've, pressure. I've been pressured into so many things. I, that sounds bad. But anyway, <laughs> um, it took me ages, stood next to the cliff whilst my dad and others were in the water below looking up and shouting encouragement. I finally made the plunge. Pun intended. Very good. However, instead of taking a running jump or even jumping outwards, I simply stepped off because I was so nervous. When I came back up to the surface, almost everyone in the water and on the cliffs were looking at me with a shocked look. Apparently, I missed landing on the rocks at the bottom of the cliff by inches. Awful. I would have absolutely broken my legs or worse had I been any closer. I fucked that, not you, Emma. (laughs) 
We all swam back to the beach. Luckily, my mum never found out. And we, brackets I, have not cliff jumped yeah. since. Brackets dad absolutely shattered himself. <laughs> dad, didn't, like, dad did we're not, not keep, want to, we're we not telling not telling We're not telling mum. We are not telling mum. We're not mum. telling mum that I encouraged yeah. you if anything, to jump off a cliff. It's like when a toddler falls over and the parents are like, it's fine, it's we're all fine. happy. You're fine, yeah. we're fine, yeah. everything's fine, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're jumping, well yeah. done. We definitely didn't all shit ourselves up here thinking yeah, 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 that you yeah, yeah. were dying. You're okay, you're okay. Thanks, Emma. Okay. Next one. Hello from Australia. G'day. G'day. G'day, mate. Loving the pod. Uh, <laughs> I've listened to every episode so far and can't wait for more. <laughs> Do you know what? That wasn't terrible. That actually, you should put Australian above any other accent that you have on your spotlight currently. Because I've heard you do right, a then. fair few other accents and they are dreadful. I think I'm getting better. Do you think so? I think so. You get, yeah. I'm practical. I've heard you're American and that is... What do you mean? Dire. I think my American is very good. That was, fu- that, that was okay. That was, you just said fine. That was <laughs> that fine. That was fine. <laughs> fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, here's my story. Bracket. Sorry um, if it's excuse long. Excuse me. What? Where's the accent gone? I'm not doing it for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to do it for the whole thing because it will, uh, one word will throw me off and then yeah, I'll share and then you'll take back the compliment. Okay, fine. I'm leaving, I'm leaving <laughs> it on a win. I'm leaving it on a win. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's not fair. You literally live with an Australian. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I still can't do it. All I can say is far out. That's it. Is that really all you can do? Yeah. Can't even say like, Never mind. Okay. Um, Whatever you were going to say. I'm no. respecting boundaries. I <laughs> I'm respecting boundaries. Okay, here's my story. Bracket, sorry if it's long. I'm not a concise girly. Mm. Not a concise girly. <laughs> See? Oh, okay. oh, she lost it. Edit out. Edit out. Okay. <laughs> Just girly's fun. Okay. Uh, when I was little, my parents were on the brink of divorce and figured, hey, let's go on a big family holiday to America. That'll fix it. Maybe that will help the marriage. Yeah, for sure. Bracket spoilers, it did not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is what they say though, if the marriage is on the rocks. My parents at the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we were in a big shopping mall in New Orleans when I needed the toilet. Mum took me while my dad stayed with my brother. On the way out of the bathroom, Four-year-old me noticed the beautiful, shiny, smooth door hinges on the heavy closing door Don't. and decided no. I needed to touch no, them thank you. to feel how smooth they were. My mum turned and noticed just a second too late no. as I stuck my fingers in the hinges of the heavy door right as it closed on top of my right ring Children finger. Children are such idiots. They should not be allowed to go out of the house until they're like teenagers. Well, like teenagers kittens and puppies too. where like you have to like keep yes, them inside. Yeah, exactly. Like keep them in the soft play. Soft play is fine. Stick them all in a big soft play area until they are able to I think, not look at... A... I think the right child can even make soft play dangerous. Yeah, probably. But I mean... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You're, what, are you, what are you going to publicly say for podcast? Really? Are you gonna publicly, go on. I mean, if you can fuck up soft play, maybe there's an argument. I'm not going to help you. <laughs> you have to do this on your own. Yeah, maybe that's maybe maybe this world is not for you. Maybe it's tough. Maybe it's tough out there. And if you can, maybe the child should die. That's what you want to say, isn't it? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. We thin out the herd a All bit. Right, fucking Darwin. Right. 
So what was so yeah? Tell turned, me how fucked her fingers are. Mum's to notice. Door is closed. Chopping a good couple mm. of centimeters, almost all chopping. the way off. Think nearly headless Nick, but it's my finger. Who's headless Nick? Nearly headless. Do you Nick. know a headless Nick? Is that a Harry Potter thing? Oh, maybe. Is it Harry Potter? We've just lost a lot of people. He's a ghost. Adam knows. Adam knows. Good. We've got a resident Potter head in, in the room. like that. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nick. We'll just edit it out. Oh, oh nearly had this Nick. Yeah. He is my favourite. Wizard. That guy who is ghost. Ghost. Ghost, ghost of a wizard? Ghost. Just a ghost. Just How did he nearly ghost. lose his head? Oh, cool. That's, ah, a, that's that a fun makes party sense. trick. That does make sense. So her reference. finger is on a hinge on itself. A hinge How itself. ironic. Um, she was such a fan of hinges. That's disgusting. Um, I hate that. I feel like there always needs to be like at least one Harry Potter person. On well, a podcast. Is. I don't think so. I feel it's like in a re- <laughs> I it's, it's really... Okay, anyway. Strongly disagree. <laughs> well, fair. Look People at, have gone mental. Look right. at us pushing boundaries. I, know. I was walking through. I, last time I was here, I had to go um, to Oxford Circus, and there's a Harry. Do you know there's a Harry Potter shop on Tottenham Court Road? No, but there's the thing horrendous. At King's Cross. What has happened? Yeah, fine. I kind of get that because it's like King's Cross is in the books, mm. but like there's actual there's a Harry po- there's a shop where you can buy shit. Yeah. That is. My housemate was excited that one of her friends had just become a tour guide at Harry Potter World. And she was like, oh my God, now we can go for free. <laughs> Yay. Um, I was like, Are you going to? No. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wouldn't go if you paid me. <laughs> this is, imagine, why are you telling me this? Imagine, like, this is good news. This I, means nothing to me. I hope that somebody from Harry Potter World listens to this and then gets makes you do a paid sponsorship. She, she, literally, she literally told me it. Like one of her friends like was Florence Pugh. What do you mean? What, as in, like, she was like, you'll never guess like, oh, right. who I know. Yeah. Like, I have such a big contact. Right. <laughs> it's You're so going to lose exciting. your mind. My friend was just cast in the next Marvel movie. Yeah. It was the energy she yeah, brought yeah, yeah. to the room. Yeah. And instead... Tour guide at Harry Potter World. We've got well, a she said, up. She said, the tour guide. I was like, just one? There's just one tour guide? Head. Wow. Head tour guide. To be fair, that is, a, that is an achievement if there was only one. Is it an achievement? Yes. But I don't think there is only one spot. So. She's the one that she knows. She's the one that she knows. Yeah. That's um. house <laughs> trip to Harry Potter world. Yeah, I do think the other two are going to go. Wow. You're missing out. No FOMO there? Oh, it just means nothing to me. Yeah, same. I'm like, she has a friend who works at Strictly. I'm like, where the fucking hell? Why aren't you hooking me up with that one? Oh, really? Yeah. She's the daughter of Dave R. I don't watch Strictly. <laughs> this is why we work, Abby. If we were the same, it would be so boring. No, this is a step too far. <laughs> That's my greatest passion in life. Okay. If, do you know what? If Strictly was only tap dancing, I would watch it. Really? I love... My TikTok, I rarely go on it, but my TikTok is exclusively fit men tap dancing. That's so rogue <laughs> from you. Yeah, I know. But like, don't you get in Strictly, you get to dance with the fit men? Like, up close yeah, and personal doing, and sexy. They're doing all other dance. I'm not bothered about the other dancers. I just like the tap dancing. When you're on it, I'll watch it, probably. Oh my God, thank you for manifesting that for me. <laughs> 
Don't I mean, laugh like that, Neil. <laughs> Fuck off. Neil just, Neil just reacted like that was the most Neil insane just out suggestion <laughs> of anything that could ever happen. To be fair. It's my life goal. The amount you talk about it. It's all I want. I feel like it's got to happen. It's the only reason I became a comedian. Yeah. I was like, well, I won't be an act- I won't get on it as an actor, will I? I yeah. can't sing, so. Yeah. <laughs> Comedian. Comedian's yeah. my only option. <laughs> yeah. Because that takes no talent whatsoever. No. <laughs> <laughs> no work. Like, like, like barely any years working for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I've breezed through it. Yeah, they just welcome you on Strictly. It hasn't affected my mental health at all. No. Easiest route. Yeah. Okay. So, hang on. I've just messaged Vernon Kay. Oh. <laughs> who's asked Tess. And Tess has replied, who? <laughs> So why did you go via her husband? Not a not a big comedy fan. That felt Tess. misogynistic. Actually, <laughs> we can talk to Tess directly. Because also Neil probably does know Vernon Kay. Yeah, <laughs> he does. As if Tess picks the people that I know. Dave Archer's daughter's friend. So <laughs> who is the real contact here, Neil? Um, you just you wait. You watch. Mm. Right. Oh, so sorry, Becky. <laughs> She's not. She's not. The rest is a blur. Oh, wait, no, I've skipped. Sorry. Headless Nick. Nearly headless Nick. Think headless. Think nearly headless Nick, but it's my finger. My mum screamed for my dad to come help, and I just remember lots of blood and paper towels happening. Paper towel. Paper towel fix everything. Blue towel, especially. Yeah, stick some blue towel on it. The rest is a blur. The doctors tried to give me a local anesthetic. In America as well. Think of the bill. Oh, no. Think how much this is costing. Yeah. Oh, this is why children... Don't take children on holiday. Leave them at home. They do not or deserve like, stay, like, it. They don't deserve it. Europe. Four years England. Up. Actually, only England has the NHS, right? Keep them home. Locked up. <laughs> Put them in a school bus. Put them underground. Right? Sorry, These lads van. had... Had... Yeah. Um... So they tried to give her a local anesthetic, cannot say that, injection yeah. in my finger, but it hurt. So I pulled the needle back out Stop as they were injecting me. Stop talking. <laughs> what is this girl doing? I have to talk. It's a podcast. They then had to wrap me in bed sheets tightly for the rest bed of the sheets? time. How big was her thumb? No, no. Wrap her. <laughs> wrap her. All of her. Oh, they had to restrain her. In bed her. sheets tightly for the rest of the time so I would stop interfering while trying to reattach my finger. That's very funny. In my defense. Like a straight jacket. Yeah. Oh, wow. They like, have you seen that guy who like burritos his cat on TikTok? No, obviously he not. Like, he like gets layers of blankets and he does like a theme. So he'll do like a pumpkin spice latte. So it'll be like a brown blanket, an orange blanket and a cream blanket. And then he lies the cat in it and then he just rolls the cat out. Oh my God. <laughs> and then the cat just like chills in a little bundle of blankets. TikTok makes no sense to me. It's so strange. It's such a strange place. <laughs> Um, okay, so she's restrained. They've so, restrained the four-year-old. Yeah, it, it's what, what's what is the word for that when you like put someone in blankets? Swaddle. Swaddle. Thank, Thank you, you, Neil. She's been swaddled. She's swaddled. Yeah. Um, I'd love to be swaddled. Do you think so? Have you I got, you've actually, got a weighted blanket. I've got a weighted blanket. blanket. Yeah. yeah, I've been. That's the closest you're getting to swaddled. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she's being swaddled. Um. In my defence. It really hurt. My poor mum yeah. was beside herself. 
but she had to wait outside to look after my six-year-old brother. Yeah, and he told thinking... her jokes to try and cheer her up. Oh, cute. Nice. Mum's like, we're going to have to fucking remortgage the house to pay for this <laughs> thing. And he's like, knock, knock. Yeah. Sorry, the kid's not American. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, they reattached my finger with no issues. And the rest of the trip still went ahead. We have photos of me posing with Ariel at Disneyland with my big bandaged hand. She's so lucky. They took her to Disneyland after that. Of course they bloody took her to Disneyland after that. She nearly lost a finger. Yeah, of her own fault. Come on. Making memories. All right, very pleased for you. Her and Ariel, the worst part of the ordeal was that we had a pool at one of the hotels where I wasn't allowed to get my hand wet. That would suck. Oh, no. That's the best part. Yeah, that would suck. So I had to just... Also, think of the tan lines. So the one time I went to Disneyland, I was only like three. Mm. Too young to do anything at Disneyland. Yeah. But there was a pool where we were staying. And like, I wouldn't even go into the park. I'd just be like... Just sit in the pool. I just spend the whole day in the nice. pool. Um, I loved that pool. Did anyway. that mean the rest of the family didn't get to go in the park either? Or did they just leave no, you No, the they left because my grandparents were there. Oh, okay. The, there was a lot of just leave Abby behind in yeah. the pool. <laughs> <laughs> to do a synchronized swimming show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Synchronized with yourself. Myself. It's very easy. Um, It's it's crazy how in sync we are. Um, So, yeah, she just had to sit on the edge in her undies uh, with my hand in a plastic bag while my brother got to splash around having more fun than me. Mm. Not quite the relaxing family holiday my parents had hoped for, but there you go. What are you going to do? Now I have a cool scar and my parents have been happily divorced for nearly two decades. (laughs) (laughs) Happily ever after. Thanks, ladies. Becky. Thanks, Becky. Pronounce Becky. (laughs) Spelt B-E-C-K-E. Oh. Yeah. Fun. Becky. 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 Well, pronounced Becky, apparently. (laughs) Becky? Okay. (laughs) Wow. What a a journey. I need to eat some food. Yeah. Um, Cool. If you've got a worst case scenario, please can you send it to us? Um, You can send them to help at wcspod.com. That would be great. And we hope you... Survive. survive another week please bye you've been telling me off for doing it too early no 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 okay well we fucked it either way very bye. tentative <laughs> get a tiger fight angry shark stuck up a mountain in the dark pushed off the top of a big landmark hit by lightning in your local park caught in a downpour of acid rain struck by a meteor or a train a proton beam passing through your brain attacked by that angry shark again hear how they survive Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case scenario Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt Now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.